Thank you, Roman. I, I know Roman for a long time. He was my pastor also in Ukraine. And this is our pleasure to have you this Sunday with us. And as you know, my English is my third language, so sorry for that. And maybe I will build my sentences wrongly, but you know me for a long time here, so I know you be good with me, okay? <laughs> and we have a little time, and I want to just bring us to the message and want to leave you with the God's word this Sunday to ponder about his mercies and his grace over us. And I want to greet you, uh, Gateway, and our friends and who's watching us upstairs in the room and also people online and everyone who's visit us this morning. And we, will, we want to welcome you, friends, people, and we're here at Gateway Bible Church to worship Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, to know, apply, and proclaim the gospel. And this is the good news for us about God, who loves us, who sent his Son to save his people from their sins. And this morning, we are here to open, read, and meditate his precious word, to learn the truth about God and his wisdom. So today I wanna to talk about uh, uh, Christ preaching from Matthew 6, from 19 to 34. I want to invite Yulia to read. She's reading better than me in English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Matthew 6, 19 through 34. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if the eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, but either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hair to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the, gla- the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. 
but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thank you, Yulia. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this morning, and bless us to open your word and to learn for your truth. And I ask you to open our heart to accept and hold to this truth. And help me, God, to be a messenger for your glory. Amen. And my proposition today is the Lord wants us to trust him because he is the one who cares for us every day. In this time of pandemic, we face a lot of challenges. And today I want to talk about a very close topic that each of us has repeatedly encountered. We face troubles, temptation, pain every day, but some of these difficulties hold us down, paralyzing us, and hindering us from living a godly life. From uh, a lot of research involving a lot of people, and we have data today, we see that uh, from the health record and on, on news and newspaper, they're showing that after surviving the COVID-19, a lot of people uh, given ne neurological and physiatric diagnosis with, uh, over the six months. And they include anxiety, depression, mood disorder, uh, substance misuse disorder, and insomnia. So a lot of people is in stress. A lot of people is facing a lot of kind of like after effect, uh, after COVID, after isolation. And uh, one of this is anxiety. And all the hardship that we face in our life can lead us to anxiety. And we know that there is many different ways than anxiety manifests in itself. There is a couple of them you maybe relate, relate to. Uh, return to work anxiety. Return to normal life anxiety. Pandemic anxiety. Fear to die anxiety. Fear to get sick anxiety. Fear to meet people anxiety. In other words, it's called social anxiety. And allergic to everything anxiety. So all this anxiety start existing and for us, Christian, it's a really uh, real question how to, how to respond to this. I want to mostly talk about the second part of uh, this message because first part is uncovering for us the, our relationship to the, our possessions. So what we have and how we treat our possession. And the Christ is uh, leading us to, to keep an, our mind set on a heavenly thing. So not, not put your soul, not put your hard work, not put your, uh, your being to just collect stuff in this life. Not put your soul in a, in a money and uh, look up, draw your eyes up. And the second part from the 25 to 34 verse, we see how, how Jesus is talking about uh, our kind of like everyday life. So everyday struggle, everyday uh, challenges. 
And if you can imagine, just imagine family which is moved and doing everything out of anxiety. So the far, father's worrying every day a lot of, about work, about bills, about how to connect everything uh, at home. So mother is worried how, how she's gonna look. There is like a lot of times she stay home, she don't have new clothes, how to put new makeup, how she's gonna be looking outside. So like how she's gonna be if she's working uh, lady, so how she's gonna attend work, what's gonna be at work, how's the other people at work, and if you have daughters, she's worried about like the years pass on, she's gonna missing a lot, maybe with school, maybe like uh, with other things, and maybe she's like growing up and she thinking she don't have a like proper boyfriend and who's considering marry her and like all these worries. Son worry about the finishing college, you know, like he wants to pass his exam and no more working in McDonald's after that. So <laughs> we have like a lot of worries, but just imagine if all our mind controlled with anxiety. And I hope that's not your family and we have other worries and anxiety crowding our life. And it, lately, you find yourself in a state of panic, anxiety, anger, and worry, because things are not going according to your plan. It's worth asking yourself a question. What does God's word say about the root of my anxiety? Maybe let's step back and give our Father a place to work in our hearts. And let's see what God's word has to say about how to deal with our daily anxieties. And let's look to verse 25, 26, and take a lesson from the bird, birds. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow or reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not a more, uh, more valued than they? Jesus gives us example to look at simple birds. If you need encouraging, if you want to hear something, someone with the optimistic outlook on life, take a look at the birds and listen to them. Birds are inherently carefree, happy creatures. And Martin Luther described the little birds as living saints, without the slightest sign of anxiety, singing the Lord's praises who's feeding on him every day. Birds are not expected to work. There is no uh, planting or harvesting time for them. They do not have barns for storing food, but their tables are always set. Sometimes they have the best food. Sometimes they have enough to keep them alive. But they eat because God cares for them. We should have learned from them. 
we serve the same Almighty God. Only our relationship with Him is more profound because He is our Heavenly Father. And we are dear children. He loves us and will give us everything we need, among other things. He gave us our bodies. How then will, how then we, will he not take care of our feelings? But being sinful in the flesh, we work hard and forget to look up and give thanks in truth to the one who give us all these things. We, we worry about what we eat, how long we will be employed, we worry for the future, Anxiety about our physical needs shows a lack of trust in one who gives us everything. Worrying shows that we try to do everything ourselves, forgetting that everything comes from God. Why is there so much anxiety in our lives? The only answer to this question is that we don't know about God or do not grow in our knowledge and faith in God. This is the one, he is the one who gives us everything. And God gives. Sometimes it may seem that we do not have what we need. We need new clothes, but there is no money. And the new furniture in a room and because it's like falling apart, and we need new shoes, new jeans, and our worries, our worries can go on and go on. We never have enough. But is it true? Are we missing the things we need? What does the word need mean? In fact, God has given us more than is necessary for a life. We have clothing, transportation. Most of us have a place to live, and our fridges are filled with food. We can take a break from work during our holidays, and if we are honest, we must admit that God has given us a lot of luxuries. God assures us of this promise when he says, Isn't the soul more than food and the body more than clothes? In other words, if God gives us the great gift, life, wouldn't he give us a lesser gift, food for us? If God gives us such a great gift, our body, then would he give us a lesser gift, clothes for it? And Jesus continued uh, teaching us to take lessons from lilies. And which of you are being anxious at a single hour of his spin of life? And why are you anxious about closing? Consider lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more close you or your little face? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat 
or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. What an excellent example our saviors give us. As an example of flower is something that is very common in any place, like Palestine, um, Israel, Ukraine, USA, a beautiful lily that grows in river and takes uh, lakes without any care. We may look at these lilies and not ascribe to them any special value. We can't even put them in a bouquet. Uh, we may think, uh, think, but God appreciate them highly enough, giving them with the splendor of colors brighter than the clothes of riches of Israel's king. Even these small flowers are under his almighty care. Doesn't he care about us? Do, do we think too often about clothes and other daily necessities? We worry that we are missing something. Even it is obvious that God has given us a lot. God has given us a lot. Such anxiety is a sure sign that our faith is need straightening. Christ teaches us to find comfort in the fact that our Heavenly Father knows our needs. He takes care of everything. The believer worship material, unbeliever is worship uh, uh, material things. They always show up, they always like trying to uh, put on display their material stuff they have. There is nothing wrong in a, in a world to concern about food. There's nothing wrong about to be concerned about what to wear. There's nothing wrong is to be concerned where to live, right? To have a place to live. But God wants us to work heartily and to provide for ourselves and others. And Christ warns us against giving our hearts to these things and as if they are most precious treasures in our life. God doesn't drop food in the bird's nest. The bird has to go and find food. A lilies grow in the water where, is, where they get nurturing. But we have a heavenly Father who cares about us. And God keep us protected. There is further in Matthew 10, uh, Jesus speaking in a context of a persecution, what believers gonna face, and he give them the promise. And it's uh, Matthew 10, 28, 33. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hair of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledge me before men, 
I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Being Christ's follower involves facing many challenges. And this may mean that we will also face suffering. Being a believer in today's society brings us many challenges. Although we do not face physical persecution, there is growing opposition and enmity against Christians. We are often called close-minded, intolerant, or radical. Our fellow believers around the world face even greater persecution. We know from the Bible that every true believer will have suffering. When we face challenges such as these, it is only natural for us to stand adopting God's promises. Sin raises its ugly head and tries to kill the hope of every disciple. Even the setbacks we experience as we strive to live as disciples of Christ dis, uh, discourage our hearts. But we have an almighty God who cares of us even in such desperate situation. We see how he nourishes and protects the creatures of this world. Even the sparrow, which sometimes seem so worthless to us, are not left without his attention. None of them will fall to the ground without the will of our Father. This means that we can be sure that God also cares about our welfare. All the hair of, on our heads are numbered. None of them will fall without the will of our Heavenly Father. Just think, if God cares so much about our bodies, how much more does he care about our eternal souls? In this truth, Jesus encounters us. In fact, he commands us to trust God in everything. Sitting at the right hand of God the Father, he takes care of our every physical and spiritual need. He knows firsthand about the difficulties we face. He was tempted. He suffered. He was despised. Jesus cares about us. He does so much of us that he died on the cross for us. He loved us enough to pay for our sins with his blood. He gave us strength at our moment of weakness. He sends joy in every sorrow. He gives peace in every worry. And there is only one important priority. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day it is own trouble. Living in this physical world does require material things. For example, for example we need to work to provide for our families. We need food to nourish our body, we need clothes to keep us warm. We need shelter. We need relationship and community. These are all necessities for our daily lives. And as long as we live in this world, they will need all of these 
things daily. But the difference between a believer and an unbeliever in this regard is that the unbeliever may think that this stuff is all that matter. But as children of God, we know that we need something greater. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. As if Jesus said, hold on to me, cleave to me. I'm your savior. Trust me when I tell you that my blood covers all your sins. Make heaven your main goal in your life. Give priority to the need of your soul. These are your most priority. And I promise, for the glory of God, you will always have everything for your body needs. What a wonderful promise. What a blessed release from worry we find if we only believe in it. I want to conclude in, with these words. Root of our anxiety is unbelief. One position in life, however, under any circumstances, completely contradicts our faith and convictions, and this is anxiety. This is why our Lord urged us, don't worry about your life. This is why Paul, a disciple of the Lord, advised us from Philippians 4, 6, 7, do not be anxious about anything, by everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. The sinful world provides many reasons for all kinds of anxiety. People worry about their daily bread and work for every day, about debt uh, or unsuccessful deals, about illness or the health of their bodies, about sins and the states of their souls. People worry about their parents or children, husband or wife, country or society, even a church. Such concern fill every home. These worries can weigh us down and they come from the one source, it's sin. Christ came to take away our sin. Facing Christ frees us from anxiety and worry. He is the bearer of our burden. God, our Father, took all the unsightly burden of our guilt and placed it on his Son and our Savior. Between the first and second coming of Christ, those who believe in him do not need to ask what we are going to eat, drink, or what should we wear. They can believe that the faithful Lord who sent them a Savior together with Savior himself will give them everything. I want to encourage you, fix your eyes on him. And he calls us to seek most of all the kingdom of God. We must seek to abide in the world of God in prayer with God and with fellowship of the saints. Considering of the kingdom 
I will say, this is the place where we can worship God. Our destiny is to worship God. Whatever you do, do everything to worship God. Whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Keep this in your mind. And the second, I want to encourage you, trust in him, because this is enough. Dear friend, do not burden yourself to worry about earthly things, but tune your trust to God. Having found him, you will have everything you need. And the most important things is that you will be his child. On this word, I want to finish and encourage all of us. Don't be anxious about your life. Trust in him. Seek the kingdom of God. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this morning we have around your word. And we thank you for the reminder, but thank you for the encouraging encouraging that we have through your word. We thank you, God, that you care for us. You keep us in your hands. We thank you, God, that you provide You give us everything what we need. We thank you, God, for your salvation. We say it by you, by your grace. And we ask you this morning, just open our hearts to trust in you, to be your children, to follow your commandments. All all we need is you. All we need is trust you. Because you're the only one who cares, who cares about us. And we thank you for your protection. We thank you for all your gifts. We thank you for this moment we have together. We thank you for all blessings and for the churches around the world who serve your name for the glory of Jesus Christ. And in this morning, we want to ask you to Bless us as your church here in Castro Valley, San Lorenzo, San Leandro, as to be the faithful ministers of your word, to proclaim your gospel, to proclaim your truth, because in you only we can find peace. It's only you who can provide us everything for living. It's only you who we're expecting to come and to have kingdom, your kingdom, and to glory your name. And we pray, praying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.